0: Okay, so, Federico, hello, good morning, and uh, welcome to our podcast, Relevant Founders. Really interesting, really happy to have you here today, we really appreciate it. Um, Obviously, with what's going on, we're trying to get as many um, people speaking about the situation, speaking about Ukraine, um, and what is happening, other people's opinions. So, uh, Federico, um, if you could just uh, introduce yourself a little bit to us, introduce yourself a little bit about your company, and then we'll go
1: from there yeah thank you very much thank you for the invite um this is not a pleasant way to meet but uh, unfortunately we have to talk about this and perhaps propose some solutions from our side so i'm federico carrasco i study computer science and electrical engineer i have a long experience in IT industry in especially innovation for many industries and the last years, I am the CEO and founder of Grapes, is an online service, a company registered in Switzerland, that helps using algorithms and AI to assess top businesses and ideas and present them to the investor networks around the world. Mm-hmm. Basically, our mantra is democratize innovation. So every brilliant idea and team, regardless, ethnicity, geography, language, etc., it excels, can have funds from everywhere in the world. So we want to, to break the walls and the limits of capital, of investment capital from one country to the other. So we have companies from Sri Lanka that are super potential and get funds from Silicon Valley. And from Chile, funds from Germany. So this is grapes.
0: Mm hmm. All over, definitely catching all corners of the uh, of the uh, world. Yeah, all, all corners of the globe.
1: Yeah, and basically our vision is to unite people, not to divide. And uh, a case like a, a war is the worst that can happen, especially this invasion from Russia to Ukraine. That actually, um, we in Grapes and myself personally, we have very clear and loud voice. We think that Russia is a tyranny for many years. Putin is the continuation of the KGB. Unfortunately for the Russian people, they live in a regime. And now, in continuation of 2014 situation, he decided to take strong actions invading Ukraine. And the good thing for the Ukrainians is that even no one believes they exist. They now demonstrate that they exist. They wanted freedom instead of receiving Putin with flowers and uh, accepting as a leader, they receive him with the Molotov and the guns. And everybody in the world understand that these people, they want to fight for freedom and their
0: national they independence. Want. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, all they want. You know, it's actually uh, before, maybe some people didn't really know much about Ukraine. They didn't know where it's located, much about its history. But I think now Ukraine is obviously on, on the forefront of everyone's mind, and, it, and people know the difference between Russia and Ukraine, which is huge, obviously, and very, very important. Um, okay, so yeah, you spoke about obviously uniting, and obviously working f- throughout the globe. Um, how uh, I've seen on on your on your LinkedIn, you have posted something like a kind of a call out to Russians, to Ukrainians, to to the whole world, humanity what kind of approach has your company taken to the situation? How have they addressed the war? How have yeah. they addressed it?
1: <clears throat> um, we are really sad because we had, and we have in our database and clients from both countries. And actually in some cases, they cooperate. We have actually three cases where either the CEO is Russian and works from Ukraine and vice versa. Practically, the first And let's say more important action is to help the innocent people of Ukraine, the children, the civilians, donating to some reputable um, organization, the first quarter, uh, the 10% of our first quarter revenues. So this practically we will help through organizations, Mm -hmm. um, the Russian innocent people. Now... We are almost 15 people in uh, grapes and the multinational in various places. I now I'm in Zurich, but I will live in Copenhagen. And actually when going back to Copenhagen, I will talk with the immigrants and the social health service. So if an, there are immigrants from Ukraine, myself, and this is something I would like to pass to all the members of grapes and perhaps all the humanity, go to your, let's say, authorities, ask if Ukrainian people are refugees and help them practically. So you give them not only food, but service, education. Myself, I like dealing with kids, so perhaps I start teaching them about history or make fun of, so they, they get a smile. Because I think the more important, apart from practical help and assistance, like, clothes, food, etc., is the refugees to receive a smile and also to understand that the community, the global community, are in favour of them Mm. and not in favour of a dictator invading their land.
0: Absolutely. So, as you know, the approach of open arms approach, yeah, welcoming.
1: Yeah, practically to the refugees, to the innocent people, mothers and children arriving either in Poland or Denmark or Switzerland or Spain, because I have also roots from Spain and Greece, and I will propagate this message primarily to four countries, Definitely. Spain, yeah. Greece, Switzerland, and Denmark.
0: Amazing. And also
1: mm. considering the war, but also the pandemic situation that for me was a demonstration of incompetence of political system, I plan step by step to enter the political arena, but with, let's say, practical and let's say, impactful actions, because mm-hmm. I doubt the global
0: political elite. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, tell me a little bit about, obviously you're in Switzerland at the moment, tell me a little bit about how people are reacting to the to the war in Ukraine. How has people rallied together? Are people divided? Are they worried about their yeah. security? What's happening?
1: You see, the Swiss guys used to be neutral an for many years, but mm. this time, from the governmental level, but also in the personal level, they took a very clear position and are worried. They are worried because the proximity of the world. Perhaps this is a mistake because mm-hmm. this should be war for every war. But now looks they are worried for the proximity because there is a strong both community of Ukrainians and Russians in Switzerland. So they're really worried I think for the first time in many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And considering also Switzerland now, perhaps comparison with World War II, has a lot of immigrants from many from many countries. So, the social sense is also reflecting the reaction of the immigrants. You have immigrants from all over the world that they understand what is leaving your country, um, having occupation, etc. So, the Swiss society that is not only purely Swiss. They're really worried about this situation and what can be the consequences, not only in the financial sector, but also in the humanitarian and the history of the world, because it's not an easy situation to have two countries in huge conflict very near to
0: Europe. Of course. Yeah, and you know, it's not just the war um, and the problems of war and uh, civilian deaths that's going on, but it's obviously the migration, which is gonna cause huge problems throughout the world. Um, Okay, before the the war actually started, what is it now? Just over two weeks ago, did your company, did uh, you guys start having a conversation about the possibility of it happening? Did you prepare prepare for it in any way?
1: Yeah, Um, we were aware that something will come to Ukraine. Few months ago, actually, I speak with some guys outside our company related to geostrategic development. And we know very well what happened in 2014. We know that Putin is a very aggressive leader and we know what he's doing in Syria, in Armenia, et cetera, et cetera. So Mm. we were almost sure that something will happen. We could not foresee the military actions so um in any case we did this because um it was would not be a big impact to our company since it's an online service for example russians can register for free they can submit the proposals they can continue as normal to receive funds because we don't have physical assets we don't have a warehouse is a global service same as Google and Microsoft. But yes, we were aware, and actually we had some meetings with some of our let's say clients, Russian, Ukrainian, etc., to, to, to see that something will happen, but still we could not foresee
0: the magnitude
1: and the horrifying situation of innovation.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think that's something that caught us all off guard because uh, I've lived in Ukraine the last two years. I'm in London at the moment. Um, but uh, with me, my friends, my colleagues, obviously, Russia has been on the corridor, has been on the uh, border for a long time. And it's always been threatening. But the likelihood of a full scale invasion, no one could see it. It's just out of out of this world of possibilities, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Um, Okay, so obviously, so you've um, worked with, obviously, I'm working with uh, Russian and Ukrainians. Yeah, so both of them. How um, will this affect the Ukrainian uh, IT sphere in the future? Like your, for example, um, when it comes to hiring, when it comes to working with Ukrainians right now, is that too risky for you? Would you not take on any Ukrainians?
1: Yeah. In the past, I have excellent... Relation with Ukrainians, I would like to mention that I still have clients from Ukraine, start entrepreneurs, etc. Either they live there or are immigrants to other countries. Mm-hmm. Now, and I had always the best opinion. The last year we don't have in grapes subcontracting uh, Ukrainian developers or IT because we do internal mm-hmm. um, IT department. I understand that for them it's a difficult period, but I trust that if they have the environment, they could deliver excellent quality. So for me, it's not a matter of their quality, it's a matter of their physical security. You see my point? Because if you are in the borders and working in an IT company, the borders with Russia, then practically you have a problem. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, Definitely, I will mm, trust them, perhaps now are more dedicated, but still, we take into consideration that if they're in near the borders, might be a risk. This is very practical, but definitely, um, I trust Ukrainian IT sector. And basically, I have very, very good relation with Ukrainian guys.
0: Mm-hmm. you know it's true that around the borders obviously it's very difficult there could be a lack of internet connection there could be anything obviously safety as well which could get in the way um, but obviously you've got the west of ukraine which is really most uh, companies have moved to at the moment and continue to work yeah. um, so they're trying to keep it going as much as possible and so far it's solid yeah, So far, I would like to
1: point out that ukrainians but also russians don't get me wrong and people that they don't have the luxury of the West. They try always to work around and that's why they are creative guys. So yeah. I think they can find the way to provide solution, not only for themselves, but also for the clients they support.
0: Do you believe the uh, uh, the benefits outweigh the risks? So Ukrainian um, providers, um, specialists are obviously considered one of the highest, uh, one of the highest at the moment, one of the most sought after. Would you consider the benefits outweighing the risks at the moment to start some kind of project with a Ukrainian specialist?
1: Yeah, I think, um, let's say it's a very clear message. Companies that they do have contracts and subcontracts with Ukraine, I think they don't need to be afraid because the Ukrainians are very professional and will try to continue to sustain the business. From our side, um, especially in this industry, the conflict is not a problem when we, and this is something that is the mentality of grapes, we don't care to be honest about the conflicts, we care about the individuals and the people. And since, for example, this guy, this Ukrainian IT, is excellent, we will try to continue with him and actually to support him more regardless of the conflicts, right? So, and this is a very clear message for companies uh, having some contract of Ukraine, that now is the time perhaps to encourage and support them more than any other time?
0: Absolutely. You know, this is one thing that we I'm hearing a lot. Actually, you know, people trying to say we trust Ukrainians, we trust their work, we know they're hard workers, they do the job, um, and more than ever, it's time to support them. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Why? Why do you um, like working with Ukrainian specialists? What's um, how are they differ? How do they differ to any other specialists that you've worked with?
1: Yeah. Mm, I think they are very reliable and actually. Process oriented. So, from my experience, they don't deliver without testing, without documentation, etc., etc. Of course, I don't have a huge experience of the whole ID ecosystem, but from the smaller, either in Graves directly or with other clients, they are very reliable to the process and creative regarding UI design and using of tools and also up to date. This is something Uh that I could not expect. And perhaps you know that a lot of Ukrainians have also migrated to West, even Silicon Valley. So they give back to the Ukrainians that are based in the homeland, information and technology. So they're always up to date with the latest tools and frameworks.
0: Mm-hmm. definitely you know it, it, this one thing that i've learned about ukrainians it's the um the desire to continue to learn no matter what they just want to continue to build their knowledge on anything if it's le- level of english if it's some kind of um something some kind of qualifications to help them progress you know um okay what do you think about uh in regards to obviously the world and uh, now disconnecting itself from Russia and Belarus. Now, how does that open up opportunities in the market? Does it open up or does it close opportunities for our market?
1: Yeah, I will answer you broadly considering the geopolitical situation. Regardless of the military outcome, I think Ukraine will be stronger because now it's clear to everyone that this is a nation. So let's say that they keep the strong nation and borders. I think sooner or later, EU would like to onboard Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And I think sooner or later, Ukraine can and should be part of the European community. This way, and especially this way, the Ukrainian businesses, any kind of business, will be stronger. You see, there is no bad without good. Perhaps this invasion might bring Ukraine closer to Europe, so they become stronger in many sectors that will benefit also the IT. Of course, maybe an intermediate time of disturbances, but I think middle to long term, any industry in Ukraine and Ukraine itself will be stronger, not only in the, let's say, monetary and financial sector, I think long-term Ukraine will be and has to be a strong
0: independent nation. Mm-hmm. I think I've read a lot and heard a lot about obviously this being an awful situation, not awful, doesn't even cover it, but um, a great uh, advertisement for Ukraine to show they are part of the free world, they are part of the democratic world. Um, and yeah, exactly, so hopefully it will be exactly that in the very, very near future. Um, okay what do you think about what more can we do to support ukraine as uh, companies as the industry is there anything more we can do to support ukraine or are we doing the maximum um definitely we can do more i will start with a political
1: let's say manifesto Mm -hmm. because i think that the west did nothing so far on ukraine um this is a political statement i think that Mm -hmm. the European countries were somehow hypocrites, saying loudly that they support, but practically never supported the Ukrainians. And perhaps now, let's say in the macroeconomic and the micro business, the EU can bring money and resources. And in the microeconomics and as individual companies, we have strongly to support Ukrainian products, Ukrainian services. And as I told you, me personally, but grapes practically, we would like to support the victims of the war. So this is the three levels, in the macro and the political level, strong political and monetary support. As companies continue or increase our relations and trust them and in a personal or a political level, fight in favor of ukraine and the innocent people
0: so you said obviously um so you don't feel the west has done enough yet so being hypocrites what more could they do in your opinion what more should they do or should have they done
1: yeah i think um everybody knew that putin is aggressive against ukraine so perhaps they could have a formal or informal relation of ukraine with the EU community. So mm-hmm. perhaps they could sign a memorandum. Also, they might start more strong financial communication, and financial interaction with Ukraine. In the military level, they could have practically support in the borders of Poland or in the inland of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And also they could have formal alliances for example, France with Ukraine could have, a let's say, a pact of freedom. So Ukraine will be linked with a nuclear uh, weapons power. So this way will be a no-go, yeah. a no-go signal to Putin. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of those, there were not a lot of verbalities, and um, I think, and this is again a, a broader. Point, Political view. I think the political elite everywhere, including the United States in the West, that they consider democracy is lazy and incompetent. And let me be very frank with you. The pandemic period, that by the way, for software and SaaS teams like us was super uh, beneficial financially, Mm -hmm. demonstrated that there is a lack of leadership and Determination and perhaps some democratic uh, principles in Europe and the West.
0: Definitely.
1: I think the last many years, especially after um, 1990, the broke of Berlin Wall, the political elite is more a kind of accountants and bookkeepers, and perhaps the sponsoring of big corporations. And th- they care more about their bank accounts and less about the prosperity, freedom of the people. Mm -hmm. So, and perhaps both the crisis with the pandemic, but especially this war demonstrates to the people that now we need leaders with vision, that they care especially for the benefit of their people and And the humanity.
0: And and so
1: it's not it's not a joke now, it's not an accounting, it's not the bureaucratic um, let's say, concladium in Brussels or in Strasbourg or Washington. Now the situation is serious. So apart from the pandemic, the war, global warming, social inequalities, it's there is a need for a leadership, not mm-hmm. just tax collection cleaning the streets etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. and i'm afraid
1: am i afraid none of the leaders for example macron or the german chancellor or biden have the potential or the willing to to handle those complicated and global situations
0: it seems a bit, as people are afraid to, yeah. So people are just standing back waiting for someone else to first act.
1: Yeah, of course, there's always easy to blame the people, but I strongly believe in politics, everything starts from the leadership, mm-hmm. right? It's a classical example. The Second World War with the incompetent Prime Minister Chamberlain, that he wanted to make alliances with the tiger. Of Hitler but then came Churchill that had to fight and actually he was the man that changed the route of history because he understood the evil and the real danger and unfortunately I don't see a leader in this magnitude because we face don't get me wrong we face and we will face similar not only with Putin and I want to be very clear because I see a lot of tyrannies in the world. China is a tyranny, Russia is a tyranny. Europe is not fully democratic. You cannot um, oblige people to wear masks and to quarantine in 21st mm-hmm. century, right? So there is a strong, there is a need of strong leadership in favor of democracy, in favor of human rights, in favor of a better planet, less inequalities, and not just look at the markets and the business, and. And I and think now. this
0: is what Putin has seen, hasn't it? He? He's seen the failure over the last however many years of 2014, of um, in Georgia, all of these things that we've failed to respond to Syria, and uh, even obviously the uh, how people. Mm, they didn't come together uh, with COVID. Everyone came apart, really, ripped apart. And exactly. he's kind of understood this, there was um, there was gaps uh, in the uh, institutions, which he's used uh, for his um, benefit, his benefit, and everyone else is not. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, nice and quick, uh, last two uh, questions. Um, this one is uh, more political, but as we just touched on more political, what do you think in Ukraine uh, all, pretty much all ukrainians that i know are for a no-fly zone um what do you think about this situation the no-fly zone you see um i will be very clear
1: uh, the situation is really very bad and i think if the west wants to help ukraine they have to put a bullet in the head of putin i don't know if i answered the question <laughs> So I'm I'm in favor of of extreme measures to help the people. I mean, it's not acceptable. It should not be acceptable anyone with any reason to invade a free country, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So if we are serious about, and we want to protect our freedom, we have to fight. Sending memorandums and putting words online, sorry to say, Is useless, especially for a dictator. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I answered clearly your answer.
0: No, I think that's definitely clear, definitely. Um, And last question then is more just uh, your ability. Tell us, um, what have you got to say to Ukrainians? These Ukrainians, obviously in these situations now, you said the people part, what would you like to say to them?
1: Yeah, very simple. I think they have the respect of all humanity because they are patriots. Uh, the people with courage and the very important message that they bring to humanity is that they have a vision they believe in their nation and regardless the outcome of the military conflict I think they have a land in history sooner or later they will be free unfortunately the bill Of freedom sometimes is our own life. But this is, that's why you are free, because you are willing to give your
0: life to fight for it. Mm -hmm. To fight for your freedom, fight for who you are, fight to be Ukrainian, definitely. Okay, Federico, thank you very, very much for your time. Thank you very much for your time. Really interesting to hear your situation, hear your uh, opinions about the situation as well. And thank you for giving your time to speak with us today.
1: Thank you very much also. And I think this is a call to action for every human that they believe in freedom, free speech, and to support Ukrainians.